are listening to Out of the Box with Rosie Tran. Out of the Box is sponsored by HugMeTees.com. HugMeTees.com. Spread love. Give a hug. HugMeTees.com. Guys, we're now on SoundCloud. Check us out on SoundCloud and click on the follow button. You can also check us out on Stitcher or iTunes. And as always, leave a comment and subscribe. I'm here today with entrepreneur and host of the Cerrone Show, Chris Cerrone. Chris, how are you doing? I am doing fantastic. Thank you so much for saying my last name right. (laughs) (laughs) I just want the listeners to know that even though Chris is a friend of mine and I've actually been on his podcast, I had to listen to five or six episodes of his intro on repeat to get his name correct. (laughs) I I know you know how to say it, but... Maybe because, you know, we're in the same room together or something, like it's getting you thrown off. I don't know. Um, I think I'm just traumatized because <laughs> I had um, Daniele Bellelli as a guest, and he has a very complicated Italian name, and he... So it's the Italians that is what you're saying. You're, you're Italian. Yeah, oh yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> the Italian people scare me. Um, and he... I. I asked him, I said, Danielli, how do I say your name? And he said, Danielli, Danielli. He's like, it doesn't matter. And so I said what I said. And then I actually got a hate mail and a negative comment from a a listener that was a fan of his saying that I butchered his name. And how could I do? (laughs) If you're, let me just say, if you're Italian, like it's almost in your DNA to, to be okay with having your name messed up. By the way, (laughs) Like you're, you're just used to it. You hear it your whole life. And I feel like it should be like Cerrone or something like with an E at the end because of the Italian. It's in Italy. It's like, and I, I'm, I'm probably going to butcher my own last name. In Italy, it's it's truly pronounced like Cerrone, I think. Oh, I would totally screw that up. Yeah, I'm not, I, I'll stick with Cerrone. How's that? So you're actually saying the whitewashed version. Yeah. I'm messing up the whitewashed version. Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm West Coast. I mean, that's, you know, born and raised in Vegas. So I'll say Cerrone. I'll stick to it. <laughs> So I'm really excited to have you on here because you are just an amazing person. You have an amazing story as you... Are you getting turned on by my podcast equipment? I am. Sorry. <laughs> I'm like touching buttons over here. I didn't mean to throw you off. I'm not, but it's funny because you're not the first podcaster I've had in my lovely dark den of a home. And you're not the first podcaster to look at the equipment and be like, <laughs> let me see what you have as your setup. Yeah, I was, I was just turning up my headphones, but no, I, I love this, by the way. I, I just had um, Vinny Tortorich and he was like examining it. He's like, what do you, what, what do you do? Oh, okay. Okay. You have four inputs. I have only two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you have an amazing story. You were working a uh, six figure job and you said, Hey, I'm done. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's a little more complicated than that. Uh, the company that I was working for, I was there five years. I absolutely loved it. I wasn't one of these guys that are like, Oh my gosh, I got to go to work. Like I loved what I did. What were you doing? Uh, It was pretty much like a consultant in the wireless industry. I worked specifically for um, Clear Internet. They're gone now, so I don't care. I'm like, what's Clear Internet? Yeah, it it was an internet (laughs) company. They were out here in California. Uh, They were huge. And they were bought out by Sprint. And on September 20th of last year, they let everyone go. They shut the doors down. They only wanted it for the network. So it was almost like if you bought a bakery and you just wanted the ovens. <laughs> you, you, you bought the bakery, you took the ovens out, and you shut everything down. That's pretty much what happened. And I went on vacation because I, I haven't been on a vacation in God knows how long. And I know my wife needed one too. Um, so we went on a long vacation, came back, started looking for a job, was offered just a ridiculous amount of money in Brooklyn, New York. I accepted it. And then... 
you're married, you'll understand this. You know how like there's those husband, wife or, or girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever those like when you're in a really good relationship, those conversations that usually happen at like 11 o'clock at night and don't end to like three, four in the morning. You know what I mean? Like the worst times to have those type of conversations. That's what happened. The Are night you talking be- about the deep ones or the fight ones? <laughs> Both. Either one. They last four or five hours. It's craziness. But uh, the night before we were supposed to sign uh, a lease because we found a home in Staten Island and did the math. Okay, if I go over the bridge X amount of times a day, like tolls, like we figured it out. Are you sure you're from the West Coast? You already sound like some of the East Coast guys I know. Well, my 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 family's from the East, and I grew up around it. My wife's from Jersey, so I am very proud that I am West Coast Vegas born and raised. But um, maybe I live vicariously through all the East Coasters. I don't know. Um, but we we had that conversation. I said, I don't want to do this. I'm only doing it for the money. Like. I want to provide for my, my two little boys and, and you and, and, and provide this life for us, but it's literally going to suck my soul out every time I wake up and go over that bridge. Was it because it was something that you really didn't want to do? It wasn't like... No, it was something like... The the title, it was a director title. So in corporate America, I guess, because I've only been in corporate five years. Prior to that, I was, I've was i owned a business. I, I've done this, that, and the other. Um, <coughs> like everything about it, there's the third co-host, by the way. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> have you seen the website? I just cut, totally cut you off, Mitzi. Uh, have you seen the website? The you, I, I actually the added them. One? I actually added really? them as co-host. And Mitzi and Jamie, my Jack Russell and my Mini Schauser, have their own picture and bio. I looked at it when you announced that you updated it, and I checked it on my phone, and I was like, "Sweet." Not that the old one was bad or anything, but I was like, "Sweet, she's moving on up." But I didn't see that part. I will. I will show you as we're talking. Okay, and sweet. Possibly edit it out, but um, no, <laughs> it's okay. Can, and then I want to tell you. So I added a bio. Everyone, go on out of the box podcast. dot com right now. Oh, so I, I did see that about. actually, and. I just want you to know that my gray schnauzer who jumped on you when you walk in actually has more TV credits than I do. <laughs> really? Yeah. He was in a Purina commercial. We were in it together. So but you can go on IMDb and, and look he it doesn't, up. They don't <laughs> let you make pet IMDb's and I wanted to. That's craziness. But he has been on so many things as a doggy actor, which is a real thing in Hollywood, people. <laughs> That's so cool. That's so cool. Um, so yes, the third and fourth co-host, my two dogs, everyone. Yay. And they're gorgeous dogs, but I, I, I just couldn't do it. The title was good. Everything was good. It was just like, I would, you ever seen the movie click? And I think I've made this reference before. I am, but I wanted Sandman. to go back cause you actually were saying something that was really interesting yeah. before I totally cut you off to talk about my dogs. Uh, hashtag, and I went with it too. Hashtag crazy pet lady. Um, you were saying in corporate America, there's a lot of, and then you totally went off because you said a you're a director. Of, like corporate politics and this title means that and because it's almost like you know the rich get richer well the higher the title you you have more benefits and it's easier to do things that's just what i i've learned yeah. you know i'm never no professional just in my five short years of what being was the bu- what were the businesses that you had uh i owned a cafe for a while oh my god that sounds fun why would you stop it was that? the most amazing thing ever i wish i wish i still had that cafe why did you stop that that's like sounds so fun you know when it. i <laughs> Make all of my crazy podcasting money and, and get John Lee Dumas rich. I w- wanted to buy a cafe. I That's funny you say that because I want to do the exact same thing. <laughs> Why Our did ca- you give the, up your cafe? I had to. It was it was <laughs> 2008 or nine or something when the economy like really started getting bad. And the business wasn't doing well? No, the business was okay. But I, I have a background in real estate. I did real estate for 
shoot almost seven years. And I went to my wife and it was a family business. And I was like, if we don't get out of this now, we're probably going to sink in it. So we need to think about either like writing this out or just sell it and, and get out while we can. And we sold it, and I think we made like a dollar or a hundred dollars profit or something. Really? Which, which is fantastic. Yeah, which is fantastic because we sank some good money into that thing. Uh-huh. Um, quick side note: owning a cafe is like the greatest thing I'm ever. Like by so the way, I'm so jealous of your cafe past. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, sh- I'll show you. I'll show you pictures, or I'll text you what pictures one day. Cafe Aroma. Oh my gosh! In what I envisioned, <laughs> that's like my retirement dream. What I envisioned was like this little cafe where. You knew it was almost like I wanted to recreate Cheers. I was about to say, was it a Cheers? Yeah, where like you knew everybody, and I'd like sit in the corner with the hat that I'm wearing now, and I'd like (laughs) say, "Hey, what's up?" You know, Paul, or "What's up, Mary?" or whatever. And that's exactly what happened. That's that's what I built. Like we had these little kids come in, and I would name drinks after them just for fun, and that like I'd make these kids' day. Like in um, December, like during the holiday seasons, I'd make like reindeer pee and like. (laughs) snowman poop drinks did you have like and, sandwiches and stuff yeah, yeah like little sandwiches it wasn't like a full-blown kitchen but we did like pizzas and sandwiches and just real quick stuff but mainly oh God, like, that's like coffee my dream. that's like my dream it was the greatest <laughs> i really 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 want to do it again one day okay like on a cafe so if you're thinking about it like yeah just do it i don't even, think about, I don't even know like from experience yeah it was awesome that was a total side tangent, but I'm like, oh my god, why would you leave that? <laughs> I didn't, I didn't want to, <laughs> but I, I'm glad I did. And we made the right decision because we went. I, I still live maybe ten minutes from it, mm-hmm. and I went back in maybe a, a year later, and the guy that bought it for me already sold it to someone else because he had issues. Because yeah, because it just the economy and it went down. Oh, it was it was bad. tough. Yeah, uh, where it was located too, it was perfect, but it was kind of like deep back in there you mm-hmm. had to like know it was there pretty much there was no like we weren't on the frontage road or anything like that um but but the experience of not just owning us like something like a a, a store or something because that was awesome in itself but just the conversations that you would have in the cafe with the customers i just want you to know that your face is totally lit up right now talking about this cafe <laughs> so so i'm not lying when i was like i want to do this again that's funny because I'm harping on the conversations with customers and then I go and start a podcast to conversate with people, you know, maybe <laughs> that, we're on to something. I don't know. I think we are. Well, it's, it's a social need that people have. Like, I think we're kind of like when you talk about corporate America, we're in our, you know, most people are in their cubicles or they're on their phone. I mean, I just think it's so funny that social media and technology and smartphones are made so people can feel connected and yet they're actually making people feel less connected because you'll be sitting at a table with five amazing people you could be having a conversation with and everyone is on their phone yeah you know and i just went out with two neighbors that live in the building uh and we all had dinner and we didn't look at our phones and we were connected and we're laughing and having conversations and you feel so much better it's like check the phone later it's i think it's choice it's not the smartphones because think about it you and i I was going to say technically, but no, you and I met on Twitter. Yes. And we, we continued that and then you did the show and then this whole entire time. I mean, what's it been five, six months or whatever we kept in touch. Fast forward to today. I'm in California sitting right in front of you. Like it, it's up to the people, I think, to make that decision to, to maintain the relationship, right? Use that as a tool. It could be with anybody, but make a conscious effort to take it off 
Twitter, off Facebook, off it's whatever. It's a tool. It's a tool that you can use yes. to meet people and other things, but it shouldn't be. I think a lot of people use social social media to avoid. Yeah. Like I, I've seen people, you know, because they're insecure or whatever. Yeah, and... I've said it. It's just like um, uh, when people, you know, some people smoke because they like smoking or whatever, but some people use smoking as a way to avoid talking. Yeah. You know, like, oh, I got to take a smoke or they'll pretend like whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, I was at a conversation having an uncomfortable conversation with someone, not because I wanted to. It was one of those necessary conversations you need to have. And the girl, you know, kept picking up her phone and checking her phone, checking. Her, oh, well, I'm, I'm waiting for a really important call. And I, I just have to keep checking my text and my phone. I'm like, no, you just really don't want to have this uncomfortable conversation <laughs> with me. Yeah. yeah. It's so obvious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's craziness. I, I you know what, and I'm I'm kind of talking crap, but I've been guilty of it myself at times. Oh, we all we all you know done what it. I mean? We've like, all done it. I've been at a conference or something or or, or whatever, and I'm just like, uh, I don't, don't want to talk to these people. Yeah, I don't want to talk to these people or whatever, <laughs> or or I get uncomfortable maybe, yeah. and I just go straight to the phone, and I could literally just be like clicking on the home screen over and over, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> So if, if you see me out there in the world at another conference, just slap the phone out of my hand. I'm not really doing anything. Okay. So on to the business. Sorry. Side yeah. tangent. No. I love uh, it. We, you had that. And then wh- why did you... So you get, just gave up the cafe and then you found this job, which you liked, but it went out under the company. Yeah. Th- there was something like in between then um, that I did. But yeah, uh, a friend of mine called me up and he's like, hey, I'm at this company. You have to come over. You're going to love it. And I was like, dude, I've never like, I I mean, I've had like jobs as a kid and stuff, but I never entered in corporate America. No, I don't want to do it. But somehow he convinced me and I, although didn't mind what I was doing, it was not sustainable. It was just kind of to pay the bills. Um, So I said, okay, why not? Four months later, he gets fired, by the way. (laughs) The guy that brought me on, he gets, he gets fired. It's a great company. It's awesome. Yeah. Wait a minute. What happened? He he? gets fired. (laughs) For his own fault, by the way. Um, but yeah, and then I ended up staying. I was there, shoot, November would have been five years, actually. So, yeah, September, October, November. So I, I was just shy of five years because it was like September 30th or something. And then the big offer, you're ready to move to New York. And did your wife completely freak out when you said no? Or was she like pretty supportive? Um, or both? <laughs> both. Because here's why. She's originally from Edison, New Jersey. Okay. Her grandmother, aunts, uncles, basically everybody's there except her parents. Her mm-hmm. parents are in Vegas with us. Okay. So she was stoked, but it's that's a that's a big lifestyle change. I mean, yeah, she's from Edison, New Jersey, but she's been in Vegas since, I don't know, 96, 97 or something. So, um, you know, she's, she's used to Las Vegas. We go out there for Thanksgiving and whatnot, but it's different when you're actually living there. Not to mention living in like Staten Island or Brooklyn, where we were looking at. Um that's so she was totally nervous. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I was. I was actually excited because I just. I love it out there as as much West Coast as I want to be. Like I do love it out there, and I think it's cool. Uh, I don't. I've never lived out there, so maybe you know a month later I can be shooting myself. Say what the hell did I do? <laughs> um, but but for her, I think she was really bummed about leaving her parents and my parents because they they both sets live in Vegas. And, but we had that conversation, which helped us both. And I told her, and I don't even know if I said this because we keep going off on these tangents, which I love, by the way, because I do it on my own show. We had one of those conversations and I basically told her, like, I, I don't want to do this. Uh, I'll basically be on autopilot, like the movie Click with Adam Sandler. I, this is where I got and then we stopped, by the way. 
<laughs> now I remember. Like Adam Sandler, he, he hit the remote and then he fast forwards 30 years of his life. And yeah, he's, he's rich and successful and he did what he wanted to do, but he doesn't remember the past 30 years and he wasn't there for his children. My kids are five and two. Like there would have been so much that I would have missed by taking that job. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, now they get daddy at home in the closet. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. Now it's, a, it's the bedroom now. Um, but yeah, pretty much. And, and I told her that and I was like, I, I want to do my own thing. I don't know what that is. You're going to have to just have faith in me to figure that out. And she was like, super supportive. She was like, yeah. And she was like, it's funny you mentioned that because I want you to, to do your own thing too. Like, I knew, well, cause she could tell, you know what I mean? She could tell I was bummed about it and I was just kind of sucking it up because that's what I had to do as, as you know, the husband or, or whatever. She's a stay at home mom. So it was relying on me. But she was willing to take that risk, and so was I. And my gosh, I am glad that I did because it's just it's just been amazing. I don't nearly make as much yet because I, I have very high aspirations. I don't nearly make as much as I did there, but our finances are, like, on point. I know you're, like, real big into money and stuff like that. Like <laughs> Our finances and our savings on point and how we live our lifestyles on point. So I'm able to you know, in the middle of the week, come down to, to LA or, or do whatever and still save money and live the same lifestyle that we were used to living, but just on a, on a way smaller scale. Yeah. Income wise. I, I, I actually, I don't know if it's money. I'm just really into personal responsibility with finance because I think people are just totally crazy. <laughs> they are. And, you know, I have so many friends and other relatives and, and people who are, you know, driving Beamers. They shouldn't be driving Porsches. They shouldn't be driving and leasing things. And, you know, and... It's like half the United States, by the way. <laughs> Probably 75% that do that. And it's like... And I, I've said this, you know, on multiple podcast episodes, and you can attest to it sitting here in my living room. I, you know, people would look at me and think, oh, well, you know she's not doing that well because I drive a Corolla and I live in a small one bedroom place, but I don't feel that what financial intelligence I have, I need to flash it around. Yeah. Like I don't need a Beamer for my self-confidence. That That's exactly what it is, by the way. Yeah, it is. It's, it's self-confidence. <laughs> 99% of that type of spending is image based spending. You want to impress people. You want to show off, you want to whatever. And yet, you know, uh, income minus ridiculous expenses you're in the hole you know i just think that's silly that's that's a big thing i noticed in corporate america by the way oh yeah well, well that's the <laughs> obvious but a lot of it they adjust they would justify it because you're like oh you gotta look the part and you gotta you know people will take you more seriously and and i get that right like that that way of thinking and, and it's, it's all around. It's, us, it's right? really big in real estate. It's really big in finance. Yeah. You know, the real, a lot, I know a lot of real estate brokers who are selling five houses a year, you know, and they're not high end houses yet. Yet they're leasing a, you know, a Beamer because they want to look, they like, got to look the part. They yeah. got to look the part. I'm like, I, I don't get it, but I mean, I get it, but I don't get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, no, no. I, I, I totally understand what you're saying. I'd rather be where I'm at now and hanging with the people that I hang out now and talking to the people that I talk to now. Than you get to in meet some really interesting people. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. The people that I've met through the podcast, it's like my mind, I feel like my mind expands like exponentially talking to them. <laughs> not, not only expands, but gets blown like what is it the at&t commercial with the guy and the kids and he's like like <laughs> like three times a week i do that on my show 
seriously. Uh, in what was it a month or two ago? I was in Arizona uh, with John, Michael O'Neill, like a lot of the guys that we know together. Um, AJ Amex, like all these like internet people making serious, serious, serious loot, uh, and they're like the happiest people ever. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> and they're all wearing like van shoes, and they're just super, super chill. And just that vibe alone, like, got me excited for life. You know what I mean? Like, not everyone has... Uh, a the- lot of people are, and excuse my, you know, harsh words, but they're dead inside. Or they're living yeah. a life where they're dead inside. Yeah. And they have a smile on their face. And they, you know, think everything's fine. But it's like, you can tell. It's so obvious. Especially mm-hmm. if you're in tune with with reality and you're not numbing yourself constantly. And I'm not an anti-drug advocate. I actually am very pro. <laughs> but but I don't. But a lot of people use drugs and alcohol, money, like you said, finance to numb out, cell phones, whatever, because their life is not where they want it to be. And I'm so happy that you chose the path of saying, hey, do I want to numb out and make a bunch of money? Or do I want to be authentic to myself? Well, if if we want to get like deep on your show Oh, right yeah, now, let's get deep, baby. Okay. <laughs> I went through that in real estate. Like I got sucked up into that lifestyle and I was making hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands a year. Real estate in Vegas? Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> um and I was the 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 douchebag that can we like is this explicit? I'm so used to being on You my know what show. happened? I had it explicit uh-huh. and then I had sponsors that wanted to sponsor me and they told me to censor. So I moved to censorship. And then I got frustrated with editing my censored episodes. <laughs> so I told them that I did not want their sponsorship. And I know that's crazy, but I just want to say whatever I want, okay? <laughs> well, douchebag, I think, is okay because I say it on my show. I think douchebag. it's okay, but I gave up on the censorship. So if you guys are a fan of the podcast, you'll notice my first like five or six episodes are totally uncensored. And then there's like four or five randomly censored episodes. <laughs> and then the rest are not censored. <laughs> Well, just in case, because I, I do not cuss on my show at all for that for that reason. Um, but outside of that, my wife and I are like the, I know you the told sailors. Me that. Yeah, we're like freaking sailors. Um, so you were the you were the I was real the douchebag. Douche I was the douchebag with the Gucci wallet and the nice Cadillac, and then six months later, the nice Jag, and then I was living in the high rise. You know, like I was that person, and I got to a point where I don't think I've ever. I don't think I've ever talked about this. And definitely not on my show, but well, I'm going to give this to you. My <laughs> gift to you. Um, got wrapped up in, in partying and, and drugs and alcohol and, and just like, I, it was just like a whirlwind. Like you, you said that people are not in tune with reality. I think that they're not in tune with themselves. Like that's, at, what at I mean, that's what I mean by reality. And you know, I, I had a really, really good friend who I kind of got, into a little argument about this because I said, I said, dude, you just don't know yourself. And and he was like, how dare you? How can you say I don't know myself? And I started introducing him to some personal development stuff. Six months later, he's like, you knew me better than I knew myself. Yeah. How could you? <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. like, how, how could you see that? I'm like, everyone can see that. Yeah. You know, we all Except have yourself. We all have these blind spots. And what happens is nobody is honest. Nobody is going to love you enough. Maybe your mom, maybe your mom. Yeah. Maybe your spouse, maybe to love you enough to tell you because people don't want to hurt people on that level unless they're really invested in them. So like I said, maybe your mom, maybe your dad, maybe your spouse, but even spouses. And, you know, I'm lucky my my hubby and I are pretty eye to eye as far as reality is concerned, quote unquote. 
But I mean, even your family, a lot of people's family members want to see them a certain way. You know, like if you're a kid and you had a, uh, you know, like, um, what is it, a speech impediment growing up, yeah. you know, and you say, well, I'm going to do a podcast, you know, sometimes parents and brothers and sisters are the first ones who say you can't do that. So some people, it's up to you to look in the mirror and really be honest with yourself. And I think a lot of people don't do that. They're kind of delusional with what they see. Yeah. And you can't you can't do that. You got to say, hey, what what's what's going on with me? You know, what are my pros? What are my cons? What am I doing? What's what do I really want? And I don't I don't know that a lot of people are. I don't know that a lot of people are taking the steps that are in aligned with their core values. If that makes sense. It, it does. Yeah. Like you you said, hey, I wanted I, I wanted it. But then, then it was just for the money. And then your core value. That's not you. Yeah. You know, I don't see you. Honestly, you told me that, but I don't see you in a Jag. I don't see you with a Gucci wallet. I don't see you. You seem like a pretty, as he pulls it out. <laughs> and, and it's all old and haggard. Like, it's the old one. It's, it's the my old original. one. But yeah, it, it still works. This is from that era, though. Like, like this is, I recycled it. It's, it's. Yeah. <laughs> I would never in, like, I don't care if I, if I'm a millionaire. Like, if I was a millionaire right now, I wouldn't buy another Gucci wallet. You nuts. Like, it's just not needed. It's, it's not, not me. That, it's not that it's not needed. It's that I used to be really into that too when I was growing up because my my parents are label whores and my and um, they're they've gotten better actually. I don't know what happened, but growing up, my mom was like a big label whore, mm-hmm. and I guess when I really got into investing, that's when I realized that um, the shirt from Gucci, believe it or not, and some people get really mad. No, it's not. It's handmade in Italy. <laughs> the shirt from Gucci and the shirt from Nike and the shirt from you know, whatever, Forever 21 or the shirt from the dollar store, they all have the tag inside that says made in Sri Lanka, made in yep. Bangladesh, made it, and a little sweatshop worker is making it. And the reason that you pay $150 instead of $10 is because they are spending that money on advertising dollars to brainwash you to buy yeah. a $5 shirt for $150. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and um, when they had the big scandal where one of the factories burned down, they actually said, oh, this factory makes clothes for... And they named like 20 different brands. That's just crazy. It's all the same stuff. That's it's all exactly the same stuff. They just they just slap a different they logo on it. They slap a different logo on it. Because I, I don't know if... Do you remember that when the big factory burned no. down? There was like a factory in Bangladesh and it burned down or, or China or something. And it was a big... Oh, within the... It was like within the past couple of years, yeah, right? Yeah, and it was, I like do a, remember it was this, a big yeah. like human rights thing because yeah, they yeah. were like treated like crap and the people inside didn't were getting paid five cents an hour or something like that. And they said, oh, this factory makes clothes for, you know, and they named like 20 different brands. And I'm like, oh, it's all totally fake. <laughs> Smoke and mirrors. Smoke and mirrors. So I decided to not invest my money in that and invest in other things like my brain. I wish more people would. My gosh, I wish more people would. <laughs> really? Because the look, the deeper down the rabbit hole I'm getting with this whole podcasting thing, because as you know, my show launched february 12th it's been what five months i know you've had months? so much success with it yeah in in this short amount of time in this deep rabbit hole i'm i'm, I'm realizing a lot of stuff and i was already mentally healthy at by the time i started the show and, and by the time i went to clear and all that but it's getting even more mentally healthy if that makes any sense at all it makes uh, total sense but just so you know i know you meant clear as in the company but when you yeah, said yeah. it it sounded like some culty like when i went off to clear no 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 <laughs> Yeah, when and I went. Now my and, brain is open. When I drank the ayahuasca and 
you know, got my mind. No. Have you done ayahuasca yet? No, oh no. God. I've heard so much about it, but no. We're gonna do it, but we we need to. There's we should do it together. That's an expensive <laughs> trip. It, like I want to like actually go to um, wherever it is. It's in Peru. Yeah, yeah. In people Peru. that do it in San Diego. You could pretty much find anything in America when you really think about it. Like if you go to Vegas East Fremont, you can get like fireworks, a switchblade, <laughs> drugs, hookers. Still to this day, you can get a, a social security, you can get a birth certificate, you can get a master's degree down there on East Fremont Street. You can. I don't even remember. Oh, not ayahuasca. What were we talking about? You said the deeper the rabbit hole mm. that you go down. The deeper the rabbit hole... I am going down in the relationships and the connections that I'm making people like you and, and you know, a lot of the people that we know together, it's it, going back to the mind blown thing is like, this is awesome. Like I love my life and I love the relationships and the people that I talk to now a billion times more than anybody I ever met at corporate, anybody I ever met in real estate, anybody I ever met before. And there's a couple of people that I stayed in touch with. I mean, I'm not, you know, crazy. I still have, I still have <laughs> I a lot totally of good friends. totally cut them out of my life. No, no, no. But They're all a-holes. <laughs> it's almost like, and this may come off as arrogant, but I feel like I have a superpower. Like I'm, I'm so in tune with myself and I know what I want and I know what I don't want and I know what's right for me and, and, and all that, that I feel like I have a superpower. It sounds weird. It doesn't sound weird it at all. It sounds weird when I'm saying No, it, it doesn't <laughs> sound weird at all. It might sound weird to someone who's listening, but it's because you were kind of asleep for a long time. Yes. Yeah. And a lot of people go through that. And it's so hard to explain to people because you sound so arrogant and so pompous to be like, I know you better than you know yourself and you're not living your life, but you can just see it. Yeah. I mean, it's so obvious when someone is hating their job, mm -hmm. just doing it for the money, just doing this and that. And I'm not talking down on anyone who has to make ends meet because, you know, I mean, we're in tough times, but there are alternative ways if you're open to it. And I think that a lot of people are so scared to step over that bridge or take that leap or, yeah. or like you said, you know, or they'll do, I didn't mean to cut you off. They'll go do things that they normally won't do to make ends meet, to keep up with this lifestyle that they built for themselves. When in reality, they don't really need some of the crap that they have in their lives or they don't need oh, yeah. some of the friends. And you know what I mean? Like, I think a lot of people are attached to it as an identity and they're so, yes. they're just so like, this is who I am and I can and what happens and what I, what if people, it's a fear of rejection and it goes very deep to the core. And I think that that's why I so advocate personal development. I, you know, read books, listen to podcasts, do work on yourself because that will free you from all attachment to material judgment and all that stuff because you just won't care because you'll have such a strong core inside of you that if someone's like, oh, well, I have the new blah, 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 then you're like, great. And you'll see it, instead of seeing it as something to be impressed by, you'll see it as this person is so insecure, they need a blah, blah, blah to feel confident. Yeah, exactly. What was that song like the early 90s? Like that, free your mind. <laughs> that's the, like when you said that, that's what I thought of just now. What is that, En Vogue? I think so, yeah. I think that's what it is. I, I literally sang that to myself when you said free your mind. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's great. So, um... So did you guys have a game plan because your wife was a stay-at-home mom? Yes. And you were not accepting this job. What, I mean, obviously to most people that sounds crazy. Well, he just didn't take the job and then and then what? He just decided to do a podcast? Like what was the next step after that? Because you said, I need to find what I want to do, but I don't know what that is. Yeah. And I did not have a game plan at all. I, going back to the cafe, I was like, <laughs> I can go and start another cafe again because that I know. Like I can, and I actually started 
looking into locations and really getting into it. And the entire time I was listening to podcasts of like business podcasts, the business podcasts and like comedy and just, just everything. I was just like, for some weird reason got like really consumed with podcasts to the point where I had um, earphones in all day. That's all I was listening to. Cause I thought to myself, okay, I'm, I have no income right now. We had savings and, and you know, we were smart on that and that allowed me to, to really find what I wanted to do next. But what I thought to myself, okay, this can go one of two ways. I, I, I could have no job and all this free time and I can get caught up with playing with my son for, you know, a half hour that could turn into eight hours. And well, what did I get accomplished? Yeah. I played with my son and I spent time with, but what really got accomplished? I can get started on, the new season of whatever on whatever TV, you know, or Netflix because I never was able to watch TV because I was so busy. And then that could turn into basically what I I was worried about is getting lazy and getting like getting stuck in a rut and getting stuck in a rut. It was almost like, cause I came from corporate. My mind was conditioned. It's like an athlete, right? Like you're conditioned in a certain way and then you kind of let yourself go. And then it's 10 times harder to get back in that fighting shape. Yeah. I didn't want to lose the the mental state of what I was in. So I was just super, super consumed with, with podcasts. And one day I was like, why don't I just start a podcast? <laughs> like literally that was it. I was that, I even said it to me like that soft in my mind. Like, why don't I just start a podcast? Um, and that's what I did. And I started like really uh, as, as hyper-focused as I was listening to podcasts. I got hyper-focused on how do I do it? Like, how do I start? Could I make money? Once I found a couple of people that did make money, that's all I needed to know at that point. I didn't care how they did it. I just needed to know that, that it okay, could it could be done. And if they did X, then they've opened the door for me to do Y or possibly even Z. I don't know. I'll figure that out later. What I need to figure out though is what's going to be unique to me and what's going to be like my thing. Cause I didn't want to like replicate anybody or go down that path. Just, I don't know from what I've learned, like it just never works. You, you like, you gotta be you when you do this stuff, you know, you seem pretty relaxed though. I know with, when I spoke to John Lee Dumas, he said, well, he had never done one before. He was kind of shy. His first few episodes, if you listen, you know, he's like totally awkward. You seem pretty relaxed. I've, you know, listened to your episodes. You always have seemed pretty relaxed and calm and confident. Was that an issue for you at all? It, like, Oh, how am I going to talk for an hour three times no, a week? <laughs> as long. Well, that's why I, interview people because it's easier for me to just banter out somebody <laughs> i tried two solo shows in the beginning and one was like 20 my shows generally for for those that are listening right now my shows generally like an hour now they're like an hour and a half long um i tried two solo ones in the beginning one was like 20 minutes one was like 30 minutes it was just tough so i was like okay no more of that but I, so you did try to record on your own yeah yeah, yeah. i just ran out of stuff to say and I was like, this this kind of sucks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to run out. I, I, I do so much better talking to people. I don't think I struggled with it at all. And it's not because, you know, oh, I'm some fantastic speaker. It's not because of that. It's just because I was like, okay, if I'm going to do this, I need to be like such my authentic self and have a natural conversation because I know I can do that. If I try to follow a script or if I try to follow anything else that's not unique to me, I'd get hung up on, oh, am I doing it right? Am I doing it wrong? Blah, 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 blah. By the way, that's what I absolutely love about podcasting because I hate listening to talk radio and the guys have that cheesy voice. You're like, why are you talking like that? You don't talk like that normally. They're like, hey, how are you doing? 97X. (laughs) Bam. (laughs) Like, why is that the radio voice? I don't know. (laughs) And I don't, 
like the talk radio because a lot of the guys and gals come off as a quote unquote personality. I'm like, just yeah. be real. Yeah. Like, why are they being so cheesy? And, you know, I've gotten negative feedback. I had a girl leave a comment on iTunes. Oh, she laughs too much or whatever. And don't listen. <laughs> Problem solved. Unsubscribe. Like, I don't know why people like that's funny that you say that. I don't know why people feel the need to write stuff because like, I get sometimes I get that stuff. One guy was like, I don't get that much, but here and now I get some negative. One time a guy was like, you need to stop cussing on your show. And I was like, what, what episode did you hear <laughs> cussing on, dude? Because I don't cuss on my, I mean, you know, I don't cuss on my show. Yeah, you don't. <laughs> I was like, what? And I, and I, I think it was on Twitter and I kept tweeting him back. I'm like, wh- wh- who said it? Well, it wasn't you as one of your guests. Okay. Well, which guest? And he didn't write back. I go, which episode? And then he write back. <laughs> And I would, but then I was like, because you know I'm, I'm sensitive to that stuff. I would have stuck up for whoever because I was just thrown away. Thrown I will back, tell but. you exactly why people do that. It's because they are unhappy in their own lives, yes. and it's called projection. Yes. And I have told this story before on my podcast and another podcast, I think, and I'll tell it again because it's it's just an example of it's just so true, and people are not aware of it. We mm-hmm. were watching YouTube. And my husband was watching some musician and he was totally criticizing them and being like, they can't play this and that. How can they have 40 million views or whatever? And I said, why does it bug you so much that they, they have a, who cares? It's like, it just bugs me. It just bugs me. People will do that. And I kind of started getting deeper, getting deeper, getting deeper. Cause that's um, what I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it turned, and finally I kept asking him and asking him and asking him different questions, not the same question, like over and over again. And it turned out he's a musician. He plays drums and guitar. It was a little jealousy because he hasn't, you know, he's been on and off with bands and haven't been with, and, and he said, you know what? I'm kind of jealous. I haven't, I haven't, I don't have anything on YouTube. I haven't posted any of my music. It's always projection. It's never has to do with you. It never has to do with me laughing too much. The chick probably listening to me wants to do a podcast or wishes she could do this or yeah. wishes she could do that. Never did. And so she's going to pick on it. And I find myself doing it too. And anytime I do it, I look at myself and say, okay, why am I picking on this person? Because honestly, the attitude should be, and I, I've tried to have this attitude more, is, hey, good for them. Yeah. You know, like what, like what is the motive for you to say, well, that sucks or how could they do this? Or And it all has to do with ego. It all has to do with they're doing something that you... and it's, That you've wanted to do. You've or... wanted to do or something. And... Even with like Kardashians, people are like, well, you know, she sucks and blah, blah, blah. It's like, you know what? Maybe she does suck. Maybe she's horrible and she's a horrible person and she's a rotten person. Who cares? Stop. You're what, giving- what's that got to do yeah, with you? Yeah, what has that got to do with you? And why? And if she's so horrible, turn it off. Stop giving her high ratings. Yeah, yeah. Turn off the show. Tell your friends not to watch the show and then focus on your own life. It's that simple. It's that simple. <laughs> and it's like, why? If she, you know, it, it's, it's, I think that a lot of these things are just people being totally unhappy and being like, what can I cut down to make myself feel better? And and it's not because we're bad people. It's just because it's a human nature that we yeah. get to learn how to evolve out of. Huge you know? shout out to your husband, by the way, for realizing that. Now I don't know if that was he a, did. He did. He totally realized it, and he felt because a lot of people don't. They, they don't. don't. They they're, don't get to that. Point they're like, what are you talking like, about? Yeah. This person just sucks. Yeah, no, that's awesome. He he's awesome, and um, he said that. He said he said, well, I guess you know, I'm just jealous, and he totally admitted it. He wasn't defensive, and he. He was at first, well, they, they, they just, they're not good. They're not good. Yeah. And then after I said, I said, hey, you know, what's really going on? And he said, well, what do you mean? And I said, well, you know, and I kept digging deeper. And he's like, well, I guess, you know, I'm kind of mad because I haven't put my music online. I'm, I'm, like, I'm kind of mad that I didn't get to meet him on this trip. Ne- next he time. He might <laughs> be home, actually, if we keep talking long enough. 
I've heard so many good things, and not he, only from you, but just And he other will stuff. play some music for you. I'll force him. I'll be like, nice. That's actually his stretch. So I so he was put on a stretch, which is uh, when you stretch outside your comfort zone, mm-hmm. and he gets to go to open mic and play his original songs that he's written. They're on yeah. SoundCloud, yeah. but he's never played in front of anyone. So I put him on a stretch. And nice. he, he's like, well, I'm going to I'm going to play it open mic. And I'm like, yeah, you are. <laughs> I love that, by the way. More people. I didn't know. I didn't even know that was called like a stretch or something. But eh, just... <laughs> more people like you should take that and run with it. More people should do stuff like that, by the way, not play open mic, but do something entirely out of their comfort zone. It's awesome. It's almost like a high when you like com- complete it. Or you get it is such it. a high and it's so fun. And you just make up little things that you can do. Like, it can be anything. If you're uncomfortable with talking to a new person, go talk to a new person today. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be this crazy stretch where you're like, you know, I call it stretch. It's stretch outside your comfort zone. Yeah. Like, you know, like you're, I, I have a box theme. Like you're in a mm-hmm. box and you're stretching your box, right? Patent pending. <laughs> but, um, you know, or hey, I, I want to learn how to speak Spanish. Well, watch a Spanish video on YouTube for 10 minutes. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be this crazy. Well, I'm going to take up. I think that's what is the issue with people changing and growing is that they go too extreme well i'm yeah. gonna do this i'm gonna do that no changing and growing is a step-by-step thing you know what i mean it's like Moneyball. you ever seen Moneyball? i have it's like just <laughs> just get those you know those one hits those those at bats you just want at bats you don't want to hit a, a grand slam home run just get those little those little teeny wins well that's what you did you were like well i just need to find someone that made money doing it and then i just need to yeah. do this and then i record a couple episodes okay by myself that didn't work so let me try this yeah. let me try that mm-hmm. let me try this it's not i think you know we see these role models and we put them on pedestals and they're just people <laughs> yeah they really are and yeah. they just did it one step at a time you know I, i've interviewed certain people and i've heard other interviews where people say well how did you do it well i just did it a little it's, bit and a little bit yeah. there and a little bit there yeah. and then it happened. <laughs> it, 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 I'm still getting used to it. I'm on other people's shows or I'll meet people at conferences and they're like, oh my God, how did you do it? What, like, what's what's your secret? I'm like, there's no, I just started doing. You gotta I, do. You I have the think. ugliest artwork in iTunes. <laughs> I have the jankiest website. Like, I don't know. I, my website's pretty <laughs> janky. Everything is self-produced. Me and my hubby do everything, so... <laughs> me, me too yeah i do everything on my own i just what i focused on like at the absolute core and i i say this all the time on my show i focused on the content and of course someone's like well yeah that's what all every internet person says well no like for me what the content was was a great conversation that i was gonna be able to either like truly talk to people this makes no sense let me start over <laughs> You can leave that in, by the way, on the final cut. No, like I wanted to make sure that, uh, how about this? I've done interviews that were so bad that we just didn't gel. There was good content, like what was said. But it was like awkward. Or it weird. was awkward yeah. and it came off and I and I hit him up and I'm like, in a nutshell, like, sorry, <laughs> I'm not releasing this. Y- you know, I'm a fan. I will continue to support you, but I am not releasing this. If you want a second round, absolutely. But I think for both of our sake, like we're not releasing this and and that was important to me to make sure that that the end product or whatever uh was top notch and everything else could be worried about later see you're actually smart i've had a couple episodes i've released that i did not want to release and i actually had other episodes in the can but i just i don't know i'm so attached to like the effort i put into it i'm like i got i edited it as best as i could (laughs) i have one like that 
I'll tell you who that person is off when, the air. Off the air. <laughs> I'll tell yeah. you who my person is too. And I, I couldn't, I could not. First of all, it was a hu- it was a huge name guest mm-hmm. that had a huge following, and I was just on the fence. It was not a good episode. If you guys are listeners, you probably know which episode it is. <laughs> It was it was just yeah, we didn't gel. It was awkward. Yeah. And the person was not the person that they project in the world on the media sphere, the social yeah. media yeah. sphere. On an intimate level, they were awkward, weird, grumpy. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of how mine was. In fact, I looked at my watch and I was still I think I was still recording in the closet for this one cuz <laughs> I looked at my watch and I was like holy shit we've only been doing this five minutes <laughs> you're like i thought it was like 35 minutes already. yeah like i gotta do this now for 55 more minutes oh my like it was torture i got through it i wasn't gonna release it that was the one that i went against like your core values my core it. values and i was like i'm gonna release it i did like the mozart of editing jobs on this thing <laughs> i released it i let a couple people know could you do me a favor? Could you listen to this thing? I also belong to a, a private group on Facebook. I'm like, hey, guys, do me a f-. I didn't tell them who it was or anything like that. I was like, do me a favor. I really had a rough time. Could you give me some feedback? Uh-huh. They're like, what are you, crazy? That was a good episode. Oh, my gosh. It so, was because of the content, maybe. Maybe the content was interesting. And it was just your vibe. But I, I want to go back to something you just said, which is you put it out there for feedback. Yeah. You're good, by the way. You're good. Like, <laughs> No, seriously. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna sound arrogant again. By the way, uh, a lot of people tell me like like man, you're good. You pull these little nuggets and you bring it back. Like you've done that to me right now, uh-huh. like three or four times. <laughs> so like kudos to you. That was awesome. Um, well, I want to talk about feedback because it's yeah. really important. And yeah. we talked about people being authentic to themselves. And I think that feedback is so important. True, honest, rough and tumble feedback. And you need to find those people in your lives. I mean, this I normally don't give advice. This is advice, people. Because I had a, a, a listener email me and say, Rosie, you always talk about working on yourself. What does that mean? <laughs> yeah. What does that mean? You know, because we know. We all know how to go to the gym and work on our physical bodies. Yep. Because we learned that, you know, we know, oh, you work out, you get healthy, you run, and you do this. But, you know, a lot of people don't talk about working on yourself like your insides. And when I say working on yourself, that's a tool. Feedback is an amazing tool honest feedback now when i say honest i mean that the good and the bad (laughs) yeah the bad is sometimes more important than the good and taking it neutrally so that means taking it and not beating yourself up if i say hey chris the podcast was great you know you said rosie give me some feedback and i said but you know you kind of say um a lot you don't take that and go oh my god i'm such an idiot i say um all the time how can i stop saying um oh my god i say um so much i'm an idiot blah 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 i'm quitting podcasting i'm quitting podcasting (laughs) i'm done i'm done (laughs) right because some people do that they hear the feedback they take it so personal and they start crying they're depressed in their room oh my god i'm an idiot no you just try to stop saying um next time yeah (laughs) simple as that my introductions now on the show i I did this with you, actually. I was still doing it. I would write out the entire introduction, and then I would read it. I would try and do it in a way that, you know, uh, you wouldn't be able to tell I was reading an introduction. <laughs> and then after that, which I still do, do to this day, uh, even less, I would write down, like, five bullet points. Not questions, but, like, bullet points. To go back to. To go back to. Like, you, I don't even remember what I wrote for you. I probably wrote, like, comedian, you know, USO. Just little snippets about your life. 
and then just let it run with however. I stopped writing down intros maybe in like the 30s because I'm on like in the 60s now on my show because I wanted to get better at not only speaking and, and speaking on the fly, but like public speaking, all that. And by doing it live like that, well, not live, but you know what I mean? Like while the guest is there doing the intro in the moment, in yeah. the moment off the top of your head, it forces, at least for me, and you can apply this to anything, I think, it forces that muscle to get better. If I were to continue to write all these intros and then read them off... You, it would be a crutch. It would be a crutch. It'd be like the, the pacifier or whatever. So you got to just, like, at some point, make that decision, whether it's reading intros or doing... I, I can't think of a good analogy right now, but... Well, I mean, I told you before you came over, I said, <clears throat> you know, I do minimal research on people, and yeah. some people are offended by that. Like, oh, you know, not my guests, but I've had, you know... I, just so you guys know, I don't have that much negative people emailing me. I've had a couple. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I had a person say, well, you obviously didn't do your research on this person. It's I have done research on people before, and I felt so structured mm-hmm. and so stiff. Yes. Because I felt like I was using it as a crutch. And so once I started not doing as much research, you know, I would do the basics, like yeah. who are they are, what's their background, this and that, what book do they write or whatever. But I didn't want to find out, oh, so I, f- I heard you grew up in a small town in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. It's yeah. like you're obviously reading off a piece of paper. Yeah. You know, oh, I heard you. Uh, what was it like in the winter time? And sh- Hold on. Let me, you know, you hear yeah. paper crumpling yeah. in the background. <laughs> <laughs> and so I just talk and, and free flow. And usually the most amazing nuggets in my podcast come from just random yeah. tangents. No, yeah. <laughs> Hashtag <get> cafe. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, that's why my show is now bleeding into the hour, 20, hour, 30 mark. I, I did a show, it was a couple episodes back, and we didn't get into the entrepreneurial gold, because that's why I think people listen to my show, until like the 44-minute mark. And if I would have cut them off, we would have lost a good half hour of, of like, gold. Of gold. Like, oh my gosh, gold. So I think that was the one that I was like... You know what? Screw it. Like, we'll be done when we'll be done. If people want to listen to the very end, great. If not, (laughs) whatever. You know what I mean? And I think that's why people enjoy listening to podcasts more than radio shows, because I think radio is becoming is so structured and you can't really be free and go off and, kind. you know, it's more okay. And then we have an advertising break and let's do this and let's do that. And I mean, you say hour 44. I was on a couple death squad um, podcasts, uh, which is um, Joe Rogan's network for three hours. I mean, I, I, cannot believe we talked for that long yeah. <laughs> yeah. well but like, can you really not believe it though i really like, cannot believe that we talked <laughs> for three hours i actually am hypoglycemic so i need to eat every two hours mm-hmm. and i started crashing like halfway i was like i we're still talking <laughs> is that what that's called hypoglycemic yeah yeah yeah. maybe i have that do you like eat a lot and you don't gain weight and you I, well look at me i eat all i eat all, all the day. time yeah all day all day i have like five to six meals a day yeah and if I don't, uh, I should maybe get that checked out. There's, re- you know what? There's really nothing you can do because they do what it's called a glucose curve test, which is horrible. Mm-hmm. They take your blood, they make you drink this sugary, like pure sugar drink, and they take yeah. your blood every hour to see the levels. It's not worth it because there's no cure. Basically, yeah. the only the cure is that you have to watch your food, like what you eat, yeah, and you have to eat five or six times a day. So you're already doing what you would do if you got diagnosed with it. Oh well. <laughs> There you, I don't even need WebMD anymore. I just come over to Rosie's house. Boom. Eat five, boom. six times. But I, I'll crash hardcore if I don't eat. Yeah, me too. And you get sweaty and grumpy. Yeah. You have it. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> it's just called low. It's hypoglycemia. It's, it's low blood sugar. 
and it's hereditary there's like nothing you can do about it it's if usually if people have diabetes in their family it's not diabetes yeah it's like pre pre diabetes and uh basically what i do is uh you do complex carbohydrates protein and a lot of fruits and veggies obviously try to avoid you know ice cream sugar cakes because you'll crash really hard really fast like in an hour yeah and uh if you don't you know, eat, you get sweaty, grumpy, yeah. angry. I, I'll do better with like a bowl of rice or a bunch of potatoes. Thing. Like I noticed. Yeah, hearty stuff. Yeah, hearty stuff. There would be times, like it's to a point, I don't know how we got on this conversation by the way, but it, it, there comes to a point <laughs> where like I'll be like going about my day and I'll start th- almost like um like an alcoholic. Yeah, and you need, you totally have it. You're totally have like, You know what I'm talking about? Like, yes, like, and you start sweating and you kind of get this, and you're like, I need food. And you yeah, start, or I'll start planning out like, crap, okay, if I'm going to be at this event for like, I need to really think, how oh am God, I going to get food like in my stomach? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> or a movie or a show or whatever. Just, I, I'm going to be, plan. I'm going to be on a plane for this long. Like, I need to go to the, um, the you? Hudson News. I'll be 34. Four, Have you 33? never knew this about yourself? No, I knew this, but I never knew it was like. <laughs> I thought I was. I thought it was just some young scrapping, like you know, puberty going through whatever. Boy, they just it never went away. The eating part this no, entire it's time. Bad. I used to actually when I was in school because I don't know if you had this when you were growing up. I mean, we're around the same age, but um, they wouldn't let you eat in class. Oh. I used to hide yeah. food in my lunch bag and then pretend to go to the bathroom and eat food in the yeah. bathroom. Like I had yeah. gogurts. And I had like uh, like other snacks. My mom and kids would make fun of me at school because I always had this giant lunchbox with yeah. like, so much food in it. And they're like, are you bulimic? Like, how could you eat so much food? No, we'll go to <laughs> next time you come to Vegas. And I know we said this last time, but this, I'm going to be in Vegas. You said that last time. Did well, you end up coming and no, like, no, like a I, gypsy in the night? You snuck in and out? I ended up the trip got canceled. Okay. Because we were going to go with our neighbors and they couldn't go. Uh, and so we're going the last week of august first week of september what is that labor day memorial i always get labor day memorial day mixed up yeah i don't know whichever yeah we'll be yeah, there and yeah. i messaged you about it or whatever you commented no, no, you did you did yeah, yeah. i said yeah. i'm gonna be in vegas yeah no, no no you did yeah <laughs> we were gonna set that up and then it just never happened but um so when you come to finally visit me in vegas well go on your vacation but also see us <laughs> Uh, I'll take you to this this Thai restaurant that I'll go and I'll eat I'll order two portions like two dinners yeah and people think like oh you're crazy whatever like no I can really put that down and then about an hour and a half later I'll I'll eat again yeah 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 like I got that too everyone thought I was bulimic or they're like how can you say so skinny and I'm like it it's like something your body doesn't like recognize I'm not alone eating. in this world thank you're you you're not thank you and we're both we're both small like we're small you know what I mean I found someone else like me yay <laughs> you're just like attracting you're just attracting everywhere it's you crazy. go you're meeting people you know I'm not gonna say it was your private story off the air but people from 20 years ago pizza parlors and <laughs> No, 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 we we can actually you can actually say that story that because that's freaking you talk about Lacey, right? Yeah, that's crazy. I met uh, Lacey, who she brought up. Sorry for hitting the table um, at New Media Expo, and the story that that Rosie was just talking about, I, I was telling her right before we we hopped on the mics was um, I have a, a Friday co-host, and we're starting to do all these side projects, and one of them's like really huge. That I won't say what it is, but. <laughs> I didn't want to give anything yeah, away. No, I'm like, I, I'm I don't not know if say you're that. like doing a special release and I'm screwing it up. <laughs> no, I no, just no, wanted no. to call back that you're like, you're attracting but people in your life. With her, was <laughs> it still trips me out because she's, she grew up in Vegas, just like me. 
She literally lives five minutes away from my house. Her husband and I worked at the same uh, pizza place, and we all have like the same group of friends. There was so many similarities. It's disgusting how many there were. <laughs> and I met her for the first time in January. And had I not got going back to like going down this rabbit hole path, had I not started uh, not only just going down this venture, but living a certain way and acting a certain way and just being comfortable with myself, I highly doubt I would have a definitely not start a podcast, not got a new media expo, not met her, met you, met all Michael, met all these people that are now in my life. Like it's just craziness how it all works out. I think that it, it's not craziness. I think that exciting uh, crazy. I, no, well, not in a bad way. I knew you meant yeah. it in a positive way, yeah. but I I personally think um and for those of you who think I'm crazy, there's actually <laughs> scientific research that backs this up. Um that we are all vibrational beings and we put out vibrations, right? Because uh, as they actually teach us in medical school. They say that the human body is just a conduit for electricity. And so we're putting out different vibrations in different wavelengths and you kind of attract what's at your wavelength. 100% believe in that. You act, you act like a scumbag, you attract scumbags. It's totally true. And, you know, call it karma, call it whatever the heck you want, you know, good luck, bad luck, whatever. When I was not right in my life, my boyfriend was an a-hole. The people that I was with were skin deep. My friendships were skin deep. You know, I, it's just, it's just common sense, you know, because there's, there's been a lot of flack with the secret people saying, oh, it's, you know, law of attraction stuff. It's BS. I, I do have some issues with the secret, but I don't think that because I think because people have this idea, a lot of people who have a very shallow understanding of law of attraction stuff, they think that it's just, oh, you just think positive thoughts and positive things happen. And that's not oh, yeah. how it works. You have to actually act in alignment with those thoughts. Yeah. Um, the and- core, I think the core of the secret is is definitely something. It's just whoever put that on. And I haven't watched it or, or read it in a while, but um, they packaged it in a certain way that fit they their did. audience. They did. What, and, I you know think, I mean? and I think people, you know, I've heard a lot of criticisms, criticisms about that. Oh, well, if you just think positive thoughts, well, what if you you know, live in a third world country and blah, blah, blah. It's not about that. I just think it's like attract, attracts like, yeah. you know, if you're a good person, you're going to attract good people. So once you kind of had, you know, the desire to take risks and open up and do something different, you started attracting other people who are risk takers and different and open-minded and blah, blah, blah. That's just a natural thing. If you're a close-minded person, you're not going to want to be around an open-minded person because they're going to yeah. challenge your belief system. Did and, you know I was married before? Yes, I did. Okay, you did know that. So, same, <laughs> same, same thing. I was attracting. I don't want to say scum, but I was just not attracting healthy-minded people, and not to bash my ex-wife at all. I mean, I don't want to do that, but um, she—I guess I kind of am. She was like, she was, <laughs> uh, she was definitely in that sphere of how I was acting and, and feeling and, and just being and putting out there in the world. Um, fast forward to my, and we never had kids or anything like that, but, uh, fast forward to my life now, freaking love my wife. Like, uh, we're so alike. It's not even funny. And, and just, and now we have two beautiful children and my life is so much different because of the way you acted, the way I acted. I was acting a certain way then. And I attracted that type of woman. I'm acting a certain way, you know, later I attracted that type of woman. And I think it's a personal responsibility thing because a lot of people say, well, you know, I'm such a good person. Why am I attracting these a-holes? Well, maybe you're a good person, but the way you're acting is not in alignment with that. You know, it's just yeah. like, given this example before, it's like the woman who's like, 
well, I want to date a nice guy. I want, why can't I find a nice guy? And then she sees an a-hole and she gets totally turned on and yeah. all the nice guys in her life. She's like, oh, I'm just not attracted to him. Yeah. Well, look at what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, and I had the same thing. You know, I was dating a guy who was a total scumbag and I had so much drama in my life. It wasn't even funny. And after we broke up, you know, for a while, it was him, him, him. I was like, he's a jerk. He's an a-hole. He's a... And then I was like, wait a minute. What did I do to attract that type of person? And I had to look at myself and I was like, e, this is not fun. <laughs> Yeah, you, this, I, I feel like I keep saying this, this is going to sound arrogant, but maybe you're just an arrogant person. No, because I'm so, I'm so used to, I'm so used to talking to people that don't understand, that doesn't understand. Like you do. I'm just not used to it. Um, with me and my wife in particular, I have to focus on me first. I have to get me right first. Most people would hear that and be like, no, you need to attend to your wife. No, I need to attend to me because if I can't be right and if I can't be healthy and if I can't be the person I want to be or or whatever, how can I expect to be a good husband, a good father, a good friend? You need to focus on that first. I totally agree with that. And people that, don't get that though. It's 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 the whole put your airline mask on before oxygen mask before you put it on the help the person next to you thing. Yep. And it's so true, you know. You you always bring it back to yourself, not in a selfish way. It's a self-love way so that you can be yes. 100% Chris for your wife. If yeah. you're 50% Chris, you're running around with your head cut off. Yep. You know, you're negative, you don't you feel horrible, you haven't eaten. <laughs> yeah. Your blood yeah. is low. Yeah. You know, you're not you're going to I mean, even that, even on that very basic level, if your blood sugar's low, you're going to be grumpy, you're sweating, your wife might ask you something, you're, you might snap at her. Yeah. You know, it's just as basic as that. If you don't, if you're not fed well, healthy, you know, have your mind right, not in drama, have everything together. And it's so freaking hard. Yeah. And it's easier for people to focus out and say, well, let me help my husband. Let me help my boyfriend. Let me help my girlfriend. It's nope. called codependency, people. Yes. Thank you don't it's all about you and it sounds crazy and selfish but it's all about you yeah big time and which real quick i totally went through a drive-thru and scarfed some food down on the way up here so you're good yeah because well, i was like talk about planning i was like i don't like i don't know what's going on we're doing this podcast whatever <laughs> i don't know what her it's at she hasn't texted me yeah I back the address yeah it took her like 20 years to give me her address and i'm hitting I her up i sent it to you <laughs> No, but like, I was just like, crap, I need to, I need to eat because like, I didn't know what we were doing, right? Like, you know, I'm just kind of whatever, but in some weird way, like it goes back to taking care of yourself because what if I would have just ignored that? And you then might not have here. been a good guest. No, not at all. You would have been grumpy thinking about, oh, I got to get out of here. I got to go to the drive-thru. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, no. and if you weren't as healthy as you were, you'd probably be thinking like, what a freaking jerk. He's like <laughs> rushing to get out of here. He's not really giving me much. Well, in reality, like I'm starving and that's not it. <laughs> but you know what I'm too, saying yeah. though? Yeah. And I want to give an example because it always goes back to you people. You have no idea. And I just, this is a lesson. It just happened to me this week. And I'm sure you have stories like this too, where... I called my mom and me and my mom have not always had the best relationship. One of my triggers is that she is always trying to change others. Right. So she's telling me how my little sister needs to do that. And my little sister needs to do that. And why doesn't she listen and this and that. And then I found myself doing exactly what she was doing. I wanted to change her. I'm like, well, why can't she just see that she's trying to control my sister? And that's why she's, my sister doesn't want to listen to her because she's trying to control her. Yeah. And then so in that moment, I, I seriously wanted to change my mom hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, shut up, woman. It's all you. Like, why are you trying to do this? 
and then i realized i was literally doing exactly the same thing my mom was doing to my little sister yeah and so i took it back to myself and i was like what can i do in this moment to shift the way i'm thinking and and my whole mindset changed and i wasn't triggered because i usually get irritated when i talk on the phone with her (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) but you're right it's all back to you yeah and not in a crazy arrogant narcissistic way well sometimes i'll say stuff like that not on my show or anything just in conversation and people will think and they'll be well they'll they'll flat out say like what do you mean you're not gonna do this or what do you mean like they they don't comprehend what i'm trying to say you're saying you gotta take care of yourself first yeah and and not in a selfish way yeah i don't mean go out and buy like the new macbook or i need some retail therapy no not at all and and you don't mean you know well your wife wants to go on a date and you ignore her and go do coke for a weekend of a bender well that's what i want to do yeah no 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 when no. you're yeah. saying you need to take care of your health mental health yes. emotional health physical health before you can be 100 percent for your wife and your two kids yeah which i'm telling you a lot of people do not do no <laughs> not at all i know so many moms who go around with their head cut off feeling like they have to do everything for everyone else yeah and then they're a half-ass mom a half-ass wife a half-ass girlfriend yeah my wife, we were all supposed to go to New Jersey for my nephew's uh, something. I don't even remember what it was. And then I didn't know, like, there's some scheduling stuff with me. And I was like, okay, well, I can go, but you're going to have to go first. I'll meet up with you later. Take the boys. Then it turned into, I'm not going to go. Then it turned into, like, do I bring the boys? Do I not bring the boys? And then at the very end... Like we decided like you go by yourself. I'll watch the boys. I'll stay home the the five days or whatever. You need a break. Like you need to get away from us. You need to get away from the boys. You need to get away out of this house. Just go have fun. I realized this was supposed to be a family trip and, and all that other stuff. But like you need to do that. Now, granted, that was a little extreme. She goes to New Jersey. She happened to be going to New Jersey. Um, but even with myself, sometimes like I have all these errands to run and of course like, yeah, let's do it as a family. I'll flat out tell her, like, I want to go by myself. Like I, I need to just decompress. I need to, or, or what have you. Right. And sometimes that's healthy. It is. Like, it absolutely thing. is. It, but I think it, like you have this and, and I have this, the spouses get it because they think that way. Also, most people, if I have friends, if they, God forbid, told their spouse or, or their partner or whoever, like, I, I'm going to go do this by myself. Why do you, you need to do that Why, by yourself? Yeah, what, what are you, are you doing? doing? What are you doing? You, we never spend time <laughs> with each other. Oh, my God. And then it turns into like those conversations that I told you about that happen at 11 o'clock at night. And the bad ones, to, not the, the good The bad ones. One. Yeah, those are the bad ones. That's what happens. But in reality, like sometimes you got to disconnect to connect and, and get some like you time. And then when you come back, you you are the are person you, you want to be. Are you texting with my hubby? No. <laughs> No. Oh my God. He says that like all the time. Disconnect to connect? He says disconnect to reconnect and he'll grab my phone and take it away from me. Oh my God. <laughs> he'll say disconnect, honey. Disconnect to reconnect. It's absolutely true though. <laughs> like it's crazy true. Where did you get that? We got it from an article, I think. I got it from... He read it online because there was an article about people being so connected to their devices that they were ignoring people in their lives and they were more depressed, more miserable, more whatever. I got it from a boss that I had at Clear. Really? Yeah. And I hadn't really... What was going on? Oh, my wife was having uh, our second child. And I was like telling him like, I'm only going to be gone two days and da, 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 da. And like, that was just like a super... Like I have super work ethic. So 
I was like stressed out about taking time off for the birth of my second child. That sounds crazy. By that the way. does sound crazy. That yeah. sounds crazy. Yeah, that that is crazy. I admit. <laughs> Because he, that's only going to happen um, once. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they and 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 he was like, dude, like sometimes you got to disconnect to connect. Like you need this time off. Like you need. And what's funny about that is this way that we're talking about and how I live my life. Like I've already, I was already doing it at that point, but I kind of got wrapped up in in what I was doing, and I really liked that. Like that resonated with me what he said, and I I apply it to everything now, electronics. Uh, vacations, wh- whatever. Like you don't you know. Do to... you know? Do you not know about the man cave? Mm-mm. Okay, <laughs> let me school ya. Guys need the man cave. So, um, oh, like, well, so the way that we're programmed is that um, men are single focused, and you guys need to decompress, like physically decompress. Yes. So back in the day. Guys would go to the man cave and they'd stare into the fire and they would decompress. And the modern day equivalent of that is watching Sports Center or staring off into your phone or sitting on the couch with your mouth open. Who knows? <laughs> Ladies, guys need this. This is a physical need that they, it's actually built into our DNA and our evolution. And so what happens is guys will come home from work or they'll come from, from a stressful day or they'll come home from whatever. And women, we want to chat. Yeah. And guys don't want to chat. No. <laughs> Not at all. Guys want to sit in the man cave and stare into the fire because that's how they decompress, ladies. I've literally stared at the wall yes. to decompress. Yes. Yes. That's so odd. You so need it. Yeah. Ladies, listen to me. I'm telling you. So, ladies, if you want a happy man, when he gets home, get the F away from him for like half an hour to an hour and let him decompress. You are now my new hero. <laughs> Not because you're saying that, because you understand, like, that's exactly it's the true. time. It's a half actually, hour to an hour. It's half an hour to an hour. Yeah. Just leave them alone. Don't nag them about anything. And I swear to God, ladies, you will have the perfect husband that will do anything you want. I, I don't know what to say. I've been pretty talkative on this show. I'm now kind of speechless. Like, that's amazing that you know that. I'm, I'm really, again, like, I go on and on about personal development. Um, who is it? Uh, what is Alison Armstrong? Guys, Google her online. I want to get her on the podcast or YouTube her. She talks about, uh, she has a whole series called Understanding Men, Understanding Women. And she talks about the differences between men and women. And there's all, there's all sorts of personal development relationship stuff that you can find online. And once you start understanding this language of men and women, you're like, like me and my husband, we don't fight. And when we fight, it's very constructive. Yeah. Because we understand each other. And sometimes he comes home and I forget and I nag the crap out of him and he gets really grumpy. Mm-hmm. And then I think, oh, he needs this man cave. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I, You're I, like, yes, yes, yes. You're, <laughs> I, I wish this was on video because the, the look I'm like, I was giving, it was like, oh my God. Like, how does she know? How does she know? <laughs> oh my gosh. And the thing with the fighting is, and my wife and I talked about this. When you when you fight like lawyers, you're fighting to to make the other one lose. And you're fighting for ego. You're fighting to win. You're fighting yeah. to feel right. You're fight. No, you're a team. Like I don't want my wife to lose. So when we get when we get to the or we're, we're Italian, we're I, I don't know, like we're passionate people. <laughs> you are. We we definitely get into those fights, but then we'll we'll catch ourselves, and then we'll talk constructive, and then we'll talk normal. And she learned that somewhere the lawyer thing. Like stop fighting like lawyers. Like you don't want to call the other person a loser because nobody wins. You don't want to call that. You don't want to 
beat them down. You don't want to tear them down. Yeah. You, basically, when people are fighting, it's because one person has a point of view and the other person has a point of view and you haven't met eye to eye yet. Yeah. And so it's, then it's tit for tat. Yeah. Right? Then it's like, let me prove to you how you're not trying to prove anything. Like, yeah. shut up, sit down, go take a deep breath, go take yeah. a walk. You know, anytime go stare at the wall, it goes there. <laughs> anytime you feel like you need to prove something, just stop. Yeah. Because the fight is going to end bad. Yeah. <laughs> You know, even what? if you're right, even if yeah. you're right, yeah. it doesn't matter. Just take a walk. What I found, and and we're like we're going deep in the relationship stuff now. But even like on my show and entrepreneurism and all that stuff, like if you come at it that you don't have to prove anything, you often do better. I think. Yeah, because it's and and that's why I always push the personal development because every single thing that we do is about our self esteem. Buying the Mercedes, yep. buying the Beamer. You want to show something. Being super successful. Yeah. You're trying to prove something, people. And if you don't believe me, uh, <laughs> if you don't believe me, I have done everything, literally. I was a freaking dominatrix for a year. And all those super successful guys that I would beat the living crap out of felt like crap. Yeah. And they wanted a 19-year-old Asian girl to step yeah. on their face mm-hmm. and tell them they were worthless. Because all of their success and all the it was all super successful guys. It was yeah. o- the o- my only clients were super successful guys, yeah. and it was because they didn't feel worth it and they had to quote unquote prove how mm-hmm. successful they were. Yeah, by being billionaires, millionaires, whatever, and they were so desperate and d- and dead inside that they needed to pay me two hundred bucks an hour to step on their that's face crazy. and call them worthless. Yeah, it's <laughs> it, like that's I, I don't even know how to deconstruct that, and that's I mean those guys it's they're doing things like that and they're paying all this money, but uh, uh, you can take that scenario and it forms into so many different things that people have. And they're like, for those guys, they want to get kicked in the junk or stomped in the face or what have you. Uh, others, it could be drugs and alcohol. Others, it could be it's always something abusing because they're their fi- children. They're filling could something, be, a yes, void. Yeah. And so when you fill that void, you know, you could be successful. You could not, you don't care because you love yourself and you love who you are. And then, like you said, you end up being more successful. Yeah. Because you're coming from love and, and positivity and all this other stuff instead of proving yourself and desperation and ego. That's why I stopped sharing my numbers on like I used to I think we follow each other on a lot of stuff. Uh I used to like, oh congratulations, thank you so much everyone for listening and then I'd post what yeah, my yeah. download I stopped doing all that. Once I was like, Why am I really doing this? Am I doing this for <laughs> really am I doing this for social credibility or, or all this stuff I was telling myself? Or am I really doing it for ego? And it was ego. I think it was. That's the conclusion I came up with. So I stopped not knocking anybody that does income reports, not knocking anybody that 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 does, you know, download numbers for if you're a podcaster or subscribers, if you're a YouTuber, like I'm not knocking it. It's just at least for me, the the motive in which I was doing that was not a good one. It wasn't a good one. So I stopped immediately. And what's funny about that is my numbers started going up. They started going up. They jumped. But that's how it works. It's like it's like you know with me. Like I was doing stand up, and I was doing stand up for the wrong reasons. I was doing stand up because I wanted to prove to people I was funny. I wanted to prove to people I was likable. I wanted to prove all yeah. this stuff, which is why ninety eight percent of stand ups do stand up. And I'm telling you guys, it's the wrong reason. Once I started doing the personal development and realized, hey, I just want to make people laugh and be happy and be a positive yeah. person. Yeah. I started having more fun on stage. I wasn't, you know, in the back. I'm telling you, most stand ups are in the back room after the the show. Oh, I was horrible. I didn't yeah. do well. Yeah. They didn't laugh at this joke those two guys in the front those two guys in the front you know i have had bad sets and good sets now when i have a bad set i'm like oh, i had fun 
I'm like, they yeah. didn't laugh, whatever. I had a blast. Yeah, I had fun. That's all that matters. I had a blast. And yeah. and sometimes it's even funnier to me because if the audience doesn't like me, you know, I'll see one or two people who do and they really get me and they can tell I'm having a blast on stage yeah. and they're laughing even harder yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because they're like, this girl's cracking herself up. Yeah. And that's all that matters because let, let's just pretend you're doing a set and you have, say, 50 people in the audience and you pick out the three that really get you. Those are going to be the ones that are they're gonna lifelong be your, like, fans. They follow exactly. me on Twitter. They listen exactly. to the they're podcast. They're going to tell everyone and their mom. They're going to tell everyone and their mama. Yes. Instead of having a hundred people who kind of like me and they're yeah. laughing, but they're not yeah. like that into it or whatever. And and plus, I have more fun doing stand up. I used to be a miserable stand up. I you know if I didn't have a good set, I'd be in the bag. Yeah. Oh my god, they hated me. This yeah. and that because yeah. it was tied to my self worth. Mm-hmm. Now I have an insane self esteem. You know, not to sound arrogant. <laughs> Yeah. But I'm confident. Yeah. If yeah. I have a bad set or a good set, I don't care. I really yeah. don't care. And people say, well, how can you not care they didn't like you? I'm like, well, I like me. And that's all that matters. And that's all that matters. That, that goes back to if you're not. And I had a blast. Yeah. <laughs> it, that goes back to what I was saying. Like, if you don't take care of yourself first, how are you going to be a good wife, a good friend, a good stand up, a good. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, it, and you know what? That's all that matters is you. And people say that as a cliche, but it's so true. Mm-hmm. Do you know how many friends I have? I've been in this business 12 years that are multi millionaires at stand up and they're the most miserable people. I believe it. You've ever met. Yeah. They're miserable. Yeah. Miserable. They're so desperate for attention. They go on the road. They cheat on their wives. They sleep with all these fans just to feel a little bit of self-confidence. Yeah. Probably a ton of drugs. Tons ton of drugs. Ton of they're, they're making. I know a guy that's making $10 million, I think. I think he was in Friday as one of the top doing stand-up. He's yeah. miserable. He keeps buying a new house every year because he's so unhappy. He can't just sit still. He that just sucks. can't sit still. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, and you know, it. you had the real estate money yeah, and it's crazy and it sounds so cliche and we hear the cliches and we go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But in our own lives, we don't look in the mirror and say, hey, am I doing that? It's almost like, remember when you're a kid and you either had like, when you're watching a, a, a VHS and it was either channel three or channel four. <laughs> And if you, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, we had the TV where you turn the knob, okay? Yeah, well, I did too. But like... Like the big square TV where you turn the knob. Channel, they call them consoles. Channel three, like you can kind of see. And then when you change the channel four, it was like, boom, like clear. Clear, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's almost kind of what happened to me. And I think what happened to you and and people when they get into self-development and they they live their life in channel three. And once they figured out how to switch the channel four, like, oh, it's so easy. It's like, oh, my gosh, life is like this. Like, I want to do everything now. But it's not it's it's like you have these little aha moments and it's all about digging deeper. Like you said, going down the rabbit hole, looking at yourself like kind of and it sounds kind of like not fun. But the darker you get the more positive the outcome. Yes, absolutely. And I think some people don't want to go to the dark. Like, you don't want to realize, hey, I'm a bad mom. Like, because I'm not yeah. here, because I'm spaced out. Yeah. I hate my job. You, nobody wants to say, I'm a bad mom. But when you look in the mirror and say, hey, I'm a bad mom. I don't pay attention to my kids. I'm spaced out, this and that. I need to make a change. It hurts. Well, what's the alternative? You're just going to continue to be a You're bad gonna mom. You're going to continue to be a bad mom. Yeah. I mean, it hurts. But then after you make that change, then you're an amazing mom. Your life's together. You don't, and some people, their life isn't quote unquote so bad that they want to look in the mirror. They're not rock bottom. That's why I think rock bottom is kind of a good thing because it makes, sometimes when you're so rock bottom, you just wake up. That's what happened to me. My my ex was a total douche and it took me being with someone like that for me like, oh, I need to wake up, you know, but some people, their, their, their marriage is kind of eh. 
It, it took it's me. It's not that bad. Their job, you know, I got a good job, this and that. So they don't want to say, hey, I need to wake up. Everybody's bottom is different, I think. It took me living out of a 1991 white Jeep Cherokee in the garage of the high rise that I was just living in that I had same a Jeep year. Cherokee. Was it a grand or a regular? Uh, I think that I've had two. My, my very first car was a 1981 Jeep Grand Cherokee. <laughs> was it the it was like, square one? Yeah, it was, it was 81. <laughs> it was like $4,000 and my... Now whatever. we're just reaching for coincidences, but that's yeah. not everyone no, but has that car. <laughs> it, 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 this, one was a, this one was like a regular Jeep Cherokee, but it took me living in that thing for... In the high rise. No, I was in... That the year, basement of the high rise. Yeah, in the underground parking garage. The the car couldn't move, but that's where I had to live because I already lost everything. I already got kicked out of that high rise. And because luckily the real estate industry was so over inundated with people just dumping houses that I didn't get kicked out. I was still able to hop the wall to get into the complex and like MacGyver the door and everything uh, so that I can get in and, and freaking sleep. Like... All in one year, by the way. Like I was making, like, like stupid, stupid, stupid money, and then that same Give year us I was the numbers ego. I, I, I was <laughs> honest. No, I was I was probably making like five, six hundred thousand that year. So crazy it, money. Some crazy money. money for me. Yeah. 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 And then that same I year. I for anyone. Chris. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just for me. Well, you're just talking about some dude ten million dollars. So like that's well, that's. But, but you crazy know what? Money. But you know what? It's actually proven that anything over sixty thousand is a it was like zero to 60,000 is like your needs are met, whatever. Yeah. Like that's how much it costs to get your needs met. And they said something like, like a couple hundred thousand and up. It's like the same lifestyle. It's actually the same lifestyle. Crazy. Because you can't physically buy more stuff. Yeah. Like a Jag is like what? 80,000 around there. Yeah. You can't buy 10 Jag. No. You can, but what's the point? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So the lifestyle is actually the same. And I think they said, like, even if you're a billionaire, it's like the same, like a hundred million to like a billion. It's like the exact same. So people who are like, I need more, I need more, I need yeah. more. It's like, you can't physically, how many freaking houses do you need? Yeah. How like, many Rolls Royces or You or physically, whatever. like it doesn't, the actual joy that it brings and it's like, it's the same lifestyle. Have mm-hmm. you seen Happy Documentary? Mm-mm. You gotta watch Happy Documentary. Well, okay. It's on Netflix. It's a happy documentary. I, I referenced it a couple times, but it's really, it talks about the, the, um, what is it called? The treadmill. It's like, I, I can't remember, sedonic, platonic, I don't know, whatever, treadmill, yeah. where you're on the treadmill and you need more. And then when you get more, that becomes your plateau. And then you need more to be happy. And that's ex- ex- external happiness. And then internal happiness, which is lasts longer. Mm-hmm. It comes from self-worth, personal development, uh, doing things that you like for pure joy, not like no yeah. money at all, yeah. just pure joy. Yep. Like if you like roller skating, just f- roller skating. Yeah. And doing that because you like it and it makes you happy and it brings you pure joy. And then they compare that to external happiness, which is what our society pushes, which is financial, mm-hmm. uh, image based, all that, and how that is an addiction because when you do it, it only lasts for six months, I think. That's why people that win the lottery, six months later, they're like miserable, yeah. whatever, this yeah. and that, unless they have personal development skills. So it's, it's all personal development. It's all personal development. It really is. Because it's like all that stuff, none of it matters. You know, you're going to have $10 million. Who cares? You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, uh, man, this was a, a really good chat. 
<laughs> we actually have to wrap up. Yeah. Speaking of, I'm so sad because we're getting really deep. Um, but I like to keep my pot. I think we've actually gone an hour and a half. I like to do an hour because I've been praised for my hour as being a good uh, number to consume. Some people get a little overwhelmed with the hour pluses. So we're going to wrap up. Chris, how can people find you and support you and listen to you? And also my dog is crying for water. <laughs> <laughs> everything, everything is seronshow.com. C-E-R-R-O-N-E. I really hope you can spell show. <laughs> um, it, it, whether you're on Facebook, Twitter, you want to listen to the show, that, that's like the hub. Just go to seronshow.com. Okay, and are anything upcoming where people can see you live or meet you? I know you have a conference coming up in Dallas, right? Ah, uh, yeah, I'm I'm speaking uh, at Podcast Movement in Dallas, August fifteenth, sixteenth, seventeenth, or sixteenth and seventeenth. I don't know. Go on com. <laughs> on the right hand side. You're going to see something with the the Podcast Movement label. Uh, you I'm didn't even remember. Like I said it, and your face just lit up. You're like, oh yeah. I totally. Well, I'm not. I didn't want to pitch or plug. I just wanted to be a great guest for you. Um, yeah. No, I'm speaking there, and there is something in the works. That's all I'm going to say. It, it'll there's something in the works. There's so something follow in the him. works. Follow me. Follow it'll, him on Twitter, guys. And guys, don't forget hugmetees.com, our sponsor. Hugmetees.com. Spread love. Give a hug. Hugmetees.com. And as always, outofthebox.podcast.com. We now have a support button. You can click on that. And if you use one of our affiliates, we get a little kickback iTunes and Stitcher. And please, guys, we don't have that many followers on SoundCloud. I know you guys are listening because I see the numbers. But please click on SoundCloud.com slash Out of the Box Podcast and follow us. It helps us out a lot. This has been Out of the Box Podcast with Rosie Tran. Thank you.